Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Dual Screens Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Stephen Fontana. With me, as always, he's in that other box. He's Andy Asimakis. How you doing, Andy? That is a hard question to answer. Yeah. Um, okay. It's a lot to unpack. <laughs> I see what you did there. Here, <laughs> I I should know better than to give you these things. That's like the cue to go into it. Good Lord. <laughs> Uh, well, I'm back, ladies and gentlemen. You've unpacked me. You've taken me out of my beautifully, neatly packed, bo- packed box with with popcorn, paper, styrofoam, bubble wrap. You've unwrapped me. You've placed me in my chair, and now I'm here, finally back on dual DSP. So I'm very happy to be here. And joining us this week are Ren Breyer and Tim Dawson, developers of Unpacking a Zen Puzzle Game about unpacking a life. Welcome to the show. Thanks. Oh, all the way nice. from Australia. So yeah. this is yeah. this is a first for us, and this is good. This, we're hitting another continent, as it were, Andy. I, I think know. this. Is, I think this might be all seven. I think we hit it. I think we did mm-hmm. it. All right, I think we, we did we, it. We can stop now. We could, we could we could pack it up. Actually, that's that can't be true, right? Isn't there? There's a whole continent yeah. where there's like no people. So <laughs> Antarctic research base. Ah, uh... uh, yes, yes, yes. So all we got the six. We got the six. Hey, they just they just realized that that New Zealand is its own continent, like under the ocean, like it has a whole what? mass. Yeah, yeah. Look it up. Google it. Google never lies. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Dual Screens Podcast, the internet's number one indie developer interview podcast starring two people you've never heard of that's right me steve him andy and the show posts each and every friday for your listening pleasure on your podcast service of choice including iHeartRadio, spotify apple podcast google play and everywhere else now folks i do want to say right now uh for the rest of this month we're going to give you the rest of this month if you are subscribed to the Proven Gamer feed, which still says in the description that we also do the uh, Dual Screens Gamescast podcast, subscribe to the other one because we started hosting our podcast independently. And for some reason, both feeds still exist, but we got a countdown August 1st. That other feed is gone. So if you're listening to this on that other feed, go and subscribe on our other one. And we would love to have you over there so you get all the updates, all the most recent episodes. Uh, and of course, we all the shows post on YouTube.com slash Dual Screens TV. Um, and that, that's it. That's the rigmarole. That's, uh, we're, we're done with that. So here we are. We're going to do the thing. Welcome. It's, it's so awesome to have you here. Like we, so we, Andy and I watched the, um, the uh what the hell was it called what's the what's the, the thing for E3? Game the wholesome show. games i keep wanting to say humble the wholesome <laughs> games uh and this thing this this little gem popped up and i was like oh oh this oh this is gonna oh no this is it's hitting the ocd you guys really hit that little ocd button why don't you give everybody the elevator pitch uh what is unpacking you want to take this down or should i uh, Sure. Okay. So Unpacking is a game about taking things out of boxes and finding places for them to go. It also follows the story of a character through the different moves in her life from childhood into adulthood. And you learn about her through the items that she owns, what she keeps and what she leaves behind. Oh, see, I didn't know about the leaving behind part. Andy, that, that sounds interesting. Cause I, I did notice that a few of those items were the same, like the teddy bear. I still have my teddy bear. Um, it's somewhere in my room. My kids always make fun of me for it because it looks like it's been run over by eight trucks. Um, oh. I still have that. And God knows I've unpacked that a hundred times. Um, but I didn't know that. That That's really interesting. So you get to see kind of what this person's going through um, throughout time. That, that's really that's a really interesting way of doing this. Where, where did this come from? Where, what was the genesis of this uh, project? 
<laughs> so it kind of uh, it kind of spun out of when because when I moved in uh, in here with uh, Ren, and um, I um, I'd lived in my previous place for about like five years and had loads of crap, and so we ended up doing this kind of very kind of curated, uh, like I, I basically just kind of packing up the stuff that was going to come come with me, and when we moved in here. Um, the it was a very like the the moving process was stressful but unpacking was just like opening a box discovering my stuff again and putting it somewhere and it was already curated it was already chosen everything that was in the boxes was like okay this is coming into the house kind of thing and um yeah and i think yeah ren ren kind of noted that this felt very game-like yeah there was something game-like about taking things out of boxes and like you know organizing them however you like on the shelf but also like you're um you know uh collecting sets of things mm. like you're completing sets between different boxes and like anytime you uh finish unpacking one box you unlock the box underneath like Something about that felt very game-like, and I jokingly said to Tim, like, oh, you know, this this could be a game, and uh, Tim encouraged me, and as, as he does, and this this happened. <laughs> we, we ended up with a game. The story idea came up, um, like, a few days later, I think, because um, we were thinking, what can you do with uh, a game about unpacking things, like... I think one of the earliest thoughts we had about unpacking is that you can learn a lot about a person from the items that they own. So at first we were thinking, oh, maybe it could be like a series of uh, unpacks of like different people. And we're like, would this be procedurally generated? Like, would we just have like this giant bank of items that we mix and match? Or like, I don't know, we, we thought of a lot of different ideas and in the end decided, what if you follow one person through all the different moves in their lives? Because mm. moves are just such important times in our life. Like it's, it's usually kind of a pivotal moment. Yeah. So we we went with that, and we kind of liked what uh, what we came up with. I uh, I have to ask a very serious question at this point. Oh boy! In, in the interview, here uh, it is. That's all great, you know how the game came to be, and Tim's you know encouraging words, and now we're here today. But I gotta know something, people. Where do the cardboard boxes go? Oh, when you're done unpacking, because in the demo, they go like sloop in like right. the phantom zone. Right. So where are these things vanishing into some pocket of space? Now, remember, yeah. this is canon. So if you whatever you yeah. say, it's real. It's, it's real. This is where they go. <laughs> so this is a, this is a secret of unpacking in real life. When you unpack, you have a bunch of cardboard boxes that you have to deal with. Right. And right. unpacking the video game. They just go away. <laughs> but where's away? Where's the away? You know what, Andy? I ha I think I have a theory. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You remember the story of the uh the uh what is it, the elves that make that then the shoemaker, right? Is that that what it is? Where uh, the shoemakers sure. they, they're really? poor and they're they can't do anything. Yeah, and then yeah. They come yeah. out at night and they fix all the shoes. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's what you are. Maybe you're an unpacking fairy or dwarf or, or something. And you come out and you're like, dee, 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 dee. we put all the things away so the person doesn't have to do it. And then you just poof the box away because you're magical. That's Think really funny because we do um, jokingly call the player like it, the unpacking ghost. Like uh -huh. you, See? 
play the main character theoretically, but it's it's a bit vague. Um, it's it's a bit. Uh... Well, yeah, because I mean, okay. So the thing is, um, like most people, most people kind of get the sense of like, oh, I'm this character. I'm unpacking my stuff. I'm putting my items away, and I'm I'm obviously whoever owns these items. But when you think about it, you're just jumping from move to move with no memory of anything that happens beforehand. So it is more like you're a poltergeist that only comes into existence. <laughs> On that unpacking, mm. and so it kind of does hold that you could be magically. Yeah, you're the unpacking away. ghost. Yeah. I mean, you, you also are not the one who packed them up, and yeah. you don't know what's in the boxes. So yeah, unpacking ghost. It can all, it, See, my my thought was I'm watching a lot of Loki recently. It's like oh, they're yeah. being pruned out of existence, the boxes, <laughs> <laughs> and they're going into the end of the world unwritten timeline. That's oh, where no. I think all these boxes exist. <laughs> my Spoiler <head>. alert. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it, I mean, it's all like when I was looking at it and I saw like the, the childhood stuff, um, you know, my when my son was born, we lived in Colorado and we moved when he was six weeks old. So we packed and unpacked stuff and then we moved from the house we moved into to another apartment and then we moved from another apartment to this apartment. And like as we're moving, I notice like things are getting thrown away, things that have been made it from move number one have made it to move number four. And now this uh, fall, we're going to be moving into my where the house where I grew up, we're going to move into the apartment upstairs for, in the house that I grew up in. And again, we're, we're going to be experiencing that. So like there is a little bit of that almost like a parent unpacking their child stuff and learning what their child went through like at college or you know you could tell that that this character's in a dorm somewhere at one point so like maybe mm. when that person comes goes into their first apartment you're helping them unpack and that's when you learn all of these things that somebody you love or are close to has gone through because you find all these things in these boxes what are your thoughts on that hmm. yeah that's really lovely yeah i mean it would it's like one of the one of the things we realized from the storytelling part of it is that because you're just seeing the stuff that comes out of these boxes, yeah. it's a story that's told like, we have, we have these very specific points in time. It's like telling a story through a, uh, a cardboard tube where you can only see tiny little spots. And yeah, it's like filling in the gaps. You don't know what happens. So the character in, in the game goes, is unpacking a dorm. And then in the next move, you're never gonna, you don't get to experience any of the stuff that happens when they're at, at college or uni or something like that but you do get to see what happens afterwards and make your own conclusions. So it's mm. very much inviting you to see those threads in the same way that like you can look at someone, you can look at what someone brings with them and kind of infer or think or reflect. It's, it's a, yeah. Yeah. We realized really early on that a, a big part of the game was that um, people were able to uh, see themselves in items, even if they were fairly mundane items, right. like unpacking plates, reminds you of your own kind of your kitchen and what it means to like are you you know the plates are red is that weird would your plates be white like mm. there's there's yeah. no wrong answers it was a really in our earliest uh demo we had like just a kitchen um and in that kitchen we had like matching um plates and cups and bowls and someone who played the demo was like, yeah, this is definitely a fantasy game. No one has like everything <laughs> matching like that. And yeah, in general, we've also kind of lent into this is a millennial wish fulfillment game where you like, <laughs> yeah. 
like you, you move into a nicer place and uh, all your stuff is organized yeah. and yeah. You, you can go several years between moves. Yeah. <laughs> There's something- it's Just like the vanishing boxes. It's very yeah. Yeah. fantastic. There's something very romantic about it too. Um, you know, I, I, I remember when, and Andy, maybe you, you went through this too, um, but when you lose somebody and you start going through their things, especially the if they're older much older than you like when i lost uh my grandparents and we lost them 18 months apart but so when we were t- going through all their belongings in their house and putting them in boxes or putting them you know to donate and all that stuff you see their life that you knew nothing about but you're still connecting in a way like hey here's the picture of my grandfather at when he was you know y- much younger than i am now and look, he's doing the same stuff I did. He's playing ball with his friends. He's at the park. He's you know, whatever. And you kind of make these like little romantic connections to, to these people that you thought you knew. And it's and just based off of what I've seen of this game, like I, I could see that happening where you're almost reminiscing about this person's life. Like it could be that person unpacking themselves and be like, oh, remember when I when this happened or whatever? But even mundane items could trigger something like my grandfather's pipe, seeing a pipe that he didn't smoke for like 20 years in his last 20 years. But I remember when I was a kid, he used to smoke a little pipe and seeing that and be like, oh, I want to keep that. You know, there's just something very romantic about going through memories and moving those memories into the next phase of your life. Um, that I, that's really chill. It's it, like when you say it's Zen, it is. It's it's very it is very Zen. Um, how how much how deep is this like how far do you go with this person oh Whoa, what was that was that, that a was, thunderstorm that was lightning oh. and, I heard, and my ear my headphone popped it went and then it, <laughs> that must have been like in the air wow okay it's oh my god it's coming Sorry, to me soon then uh so how how much of uh of this journey do we do we go through how many different stages of unpacking are we going through are there multiple characters is it just the one character what are your what are the plans for that so um there are eight moves in the game um we i, I don't think we've uh, ever told anyone so far like how many years this spans um you are always following the one character but she sometimes lives with other people like uh, housemates or partners so you do get to meet other characters through their items but not um but but like it's generally you're following just this one character's journey and uh just because it comes up quite a bit we uh we are not going with the uh following the character at the end of their life and arranging their um mausoleum <laughs> yeah yeah oh no okay we're not doing that. okay That's we're not, not doing that <laughs> yeah. I, I mean i saw my... two toothbrushes at one point and i saw like what appeared to be children's like little play sets or something i don't know later on so oh there, there might be another big boom coming right now because that was a very <laughs> very very bright okay. flash it's ladies and gentlemen brooklyn new york is quite treacherous right now so if you do hear a bunch of thunder or if the show just goes away if i go away sorry it lightning does things um yeah it, it, it just it just does go ahead andy you take it away what do you uh, how much of yourselves are in this person's belongings and these moves do you see yourself like like going through your own personal moves throughout your your lives and saying oh we could put this item here because Seeing some of the gameplay and playing the game when it was for the demo, there was that Simon game that I saw, and I was like, I owned one of those things when I was a kid. 
that little memory game toy. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I'm just like, it's for how I'm seeing myself in someone else's belongings. Mm. How much of this stuff is your story in a sense? Or is it just a bunch of crap <laughs> thrown in a game? <laughs> this is very, that's a very good question. This is a very personal game. Like, uh, so funnily enough, I actually never owned a Simon, but I had friends who owned a mm. Simon. And, uh, <laughs> It was it was so like I don't know uh, emblematic of of the era like is is such a, an iconic thing yeah. um, that we wanted to include one um, definitely owned like a little virtual pet and uh, <laughs> you know I think I think like who didn't own like a, a puzzle cube sort of thing mm-hmm. and also notice that I am not using any brand names right. Very important. <laughs> Very important. Milton Bradley's coming. He's coming oh, yeah. for you. Oh yeah. Uh, the ponies uh, definitely inspired by my, by my own childhood. Um, the uh, kind of the, the character in the so, so in the second apartment, um, the characters' clothes are like mostly just t-shirts and jeans and like one flannel and like basically. Still, she's still kind of figuring out like how to develop a fashion style, like like a fashion sense. Right. Um, and that was that was very much me, like in in university. I'm like, I don't I don't know how to dress nice. Like, what's anything other than t-shirts and jeans? Um, and that's something that's going to evolve throughout the story too. Um, that actually that dorm room is uh, very much inspired by like the student accommodation that I lived in. Uh, the bedroom is like not very similar to anything I lived in, but like the amount of soft toys is, um, yeah. So there's like, there's lots of bits and pieces. I think something interesting is that like me and Tim, uh, decided to make the characters age like somewhere between the two of us. Cause we've got eight years between us. So we situated her somewhere in the middle so we could both like relate and put things from ourselves into her. Yeah, like my, my, my sister had a, a, a tape um, um, a t- a cassette player um, when, I was, when I was little. So it's like, that felt like a authentic kind of inclusion and gives you something fun to, you can turn it on and stuff. Um, but it's, it's interesting because it's the character is very, like draws a lot, on, lot, lot from Ren. There's a lot of kind of relatable kind of a through line there, but it's also really important to uh, find the ways that the character is is not Ren and it's his mm. own. So it's kind of an amalgamation so that both so we can pull in different ideas and also there's certain things that bend better to the story. And it gets a bit weird, I think, when you're working on something and it's, you don't want to have a self-insert, I think. Mm. <laughs> yeah. It's because uh, it, it, it starts making the work a little too uh, tangled up yeah like there's definitely a lot of me in the character but it's like not she is not me she is a right, different right. And well you're right like you're right what you know so that it, mm-hmm. it feels yeah. real and, and yeah relatable yeah and that's the funny thing about about this game is like uh approaching it we both kind of went what are we well at, at least i went like what am i good at what can i do well and what do i know and so it's a pixel art game, which is something that I have a fair bit of experience in. Um, and it's uh, like about things that I'm familiar with. It's like domestic environments and places I've been um, and like my own life. No one can be like, no, that's wrong. You got that wrong. It's like, no, it's my life. You don't know. 
Um, and uh, yeah, like it's, you know, like it's the time period I lived in, it's the places I've lived in. Right. So I feel very like comfortable uh, making mm-hmm. this game. And in terms of the narrative, yeah, it's like things uh, inspired by my life, by Tim's life, by friends' lives. So it's all it's all like bringing people's personal stories in. Mm. Something that was really important was um, having these kind of relatable, like we, we definitely made d- decisions to make items that we think were, are gonna uh, be, be relatable to more people uh, that we think are kind of common. At, like something like including the Simon toy, right? Is a, mm. uh, uh, it, it was a contemporary item. So it makes sense that it's in the room because it's, it's recognizable. Um, and we wanted to kind of have this mix of items that make you go like, oh yes, I have that. I know exactly what that is that, that generates feelings, but also some unusual stuff as well. Um, mm. And some things will be unusual to some people and not other people. For instance, like uh, me and Ren are both artists. And so we, we were used to like having lots of pen, colored pencils or markers and stuff growing up. Uh, other people will be like, oh, what is this strange item? Because I wasn't really into that as a, as a kid or a teenager. And that's okay as long as they find something else relatable. So it's very much yeah. covering, covering different bases, I think. Yeah. Uh, if you don't mind me mentioning an item that hasn't really been shown yet. Um, oh, like one, one item that, that Tim uh, put into the game that is really interesting is um, uh, bouldering gear. Like, oh, okay. At one point, oh. the character gets into bouldering, and so it's like, <laughs> yeah, she's got like uh, a chalk bag and um, climbing shoes, and they are very specific items that most people won't know what they are, but they're like, this is something sporty, um, and so they put it with other like sports equipment that the character has, or like mm. they put them you know at the bottom of the closet or like under the bed or something. And that's fine, like that's enough. But then you have people, we have had people who played the game and were like, oh my God, bouldering gear. And then like when the character no longer has that item later, they're like, oh, I, th- that's sad that she gave up on it so fast. <laughs> you know, I was, See, I, I was, go ahead, Andy, you can go. No, no, I was going to say like, you know, how to make a game like this have any sort of fun factor or serious appeal because on paper you're saying it's you're unpacking boxes it's like how fun could a game like that actually be but then it's that discovery you get of people's personal belongings seeing what's what's inside the actual box itself that's that keeps that loop Mm. going and feeds that curiosity and it's 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 a fun thing to to see Yeah. yeah my thing is like how how fun is like killing people like that's not very fun but we do well, that in a lot it depends, it depends who's doing the killing you know <laughs> <laughs> no, no it's, it's funny right because you go like being chased by a monster doesn't sounds like a really unfun activity but it's like it's a really good activity for a virtual yeah. experience because right? i just want right. to say like i'm not knocking shooters like yeah, they're yeah. fine um and i play some it's, it's just kind of like uh, games turn any activity into something enjoyable. They take out the tedious parts or the right. unpleasant parts yeah. and focus on the fun parts. It's just not a lot of people have done that for taking things out of boxes, right. but a lot of people have done that for like decorating and stuff. Uh, like this game um, so far has seemed to capture a lot of like people who play The Sims, people mm-hmm. who play Animal Crossing. 
um yeah that sort of thing you know yeah, I, mean, I, I was gonna ask about that i wanted to i wanted to kind of segue into the whole gameplay aspect because you say it's a puzzle game but there is no one solution it's it's more of a puzzle game of just getting these pieces to kind of fit where where you want them to fit um and there's a lot of creativity in that and i think i think that's what the fun part is it's it's being able to be expressive of yourself using this other person's way of expressing themselves it's like taking two things and making it one um which i think is really cool it's it's very unique thanks yeah it's it's always been uh, a bit of a balance between like the puzzle aspect and the self-expression aspect um mm. we initially had the game as more puzzle where like where you could leave items was uh more limited and there were more items mm. so the amount of room that you had for for creativity was smaller um but over time as we watched people play it in in our very early play tests we realized that people enjoyed the um the creativity part the the self-expression part more than the puzzle and there's also the thing of like if you're in uh, an, a familiar environment, you expect to be able to do the things that you do in, in this environment that you've seen before. Um, and so like in your house, you can leave the, uh, I don't know, you, you can put the toothbrush in the cup or like you can leave your uh, uh, toaster out on the bench uh, or, you know, put, leave your, oh, that was one that we had, leave your, um, uh pots and pans like on the stovetops just like that's where they live and at first we were like no that's not putting them away you got to put them in the cupboard and some people are like no but that's how i put them away and like we're not there to fight you like we want you to have a good time and like we want you to feel like this is you know your home that you are decorating um, and so what we try to achieve with, um, so, so I don't know if you're aware, but like the game has a validation system. So mm -hmm. like once you finished unpacking all the boxes, uh, the game does tell you like, uh, it, it puts a red outline around some items that you may have put in the wrong place. And by wrong place, it can be like, this item doesn't belong in this room or like uh, you just left the item in the middle of the floor or like uh, this is a desk item. And this you is put a it trip hazard. It's feng shui. <laughs> it's feng shui. Hazard, yeah. Oh, sorry? It's feng shui. The toaster on the bedroom it. floor. <laughs> <laughs> we try to make it like basically that if we tell you this item doesn't belong here, you go, oh, of course, not what, why? Like this is where I would leave it. <laughs> so as long as we manage to to hit that um we're happy yeah so me mechanically i think like at, at first we definitely had more of a puzzle can you solve this kitchen kind of uh feel to things where it's like a lot more tightly packed and you know a lot more uh specific about where things go um but one of the things we we realized that ren was alluding to was that people have their own rules. So pe people imme immediately started making up their own rules of like all the plates have to go on the lower shelf above the sink. And it's like, that's not in the game. There's nothing in the game that tells you that. But if that's their rule, then they're playing by that rule and they'll be frustrated if there's not enough room to achieve this, this result without having to compromise something else. Hmm. And so by relaxing a lot of the like the hard rules in the game, people get to be more playful with their own rules. And honestly, of the two, that was a lot more interesting. Mm. And 
Um, because people will be really specific about, no, no, this can't go in this way. No, no, the forks have to go on the, the furthest spot of the, the, the cutlery divider or something like that. It's like, okay, we're not, we're not going to enforce that or assess that in any way, but like they're playing that and they're kind of, they're, it's a, it's a mix between kind of a bit of kind of role playing or, or mm. like, uh, decorating. Mm -hmm. But the fact that we also stop you from putting things in the middle of the floor or leaving certain items in places leans into that. It's like a prod to to go further and to organize your kitchen. You can't just unpack everything onto the floor and go done. You're supposed to put it away, but how you put it away is up to you. And what you think is a way is more interesting than what we can tell you, I think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Although we do have some uh, special items here and there that we are more strict about, like where you can leave them. So the example in the demo is the child's diary. Um, and that's like by design, a lot of people have that as like the first item they encounter as like, uh, this is in the wrong place. Um, and they're like, wow, well, why can't I put it on the shelf? Why can't I leave it on my desk? Uh, and then they're like, oh, of course, it's a secret diary. Um, and you put it in the drawer or you put it under the pillow. And those are like the designated spots for that item. And we, we always make sure that you have more than one option for where to put an item. It's like, it's never just the one spot, um, but some items were more strict than others for essentially storytelling purposes. You're saying this item is important and secret. So you have to put it in the appropriate spot. You know, speaking of the demo, did you ever find the person that played it 27 times? <laughs> yes. we, we've had a couple. <laughs> people claim that it was them oh okay I yeah oh no <laughs> uh, but i mean i think it's a little hard like the, the next person uh down from that played it 15 times uh -huh. which is still a lot but if you play it like 15 times or 27 times yeah. i think you're not gonna really notice like like you're not gonna be able to say oh yeah i played this over 20 times or like i played it over 10 times that feels kind of similar at the end of the day yeah yeah, I'm, I'm maybe practicing for speed runs. Like, uh, <laughs> I, I, I was gonna ask, what's that like for you guys seeing someone play through your demo that many times? Like, wow, this is really making an impact on someone's life. Or are they training for actual unpacking? So back in the back in the, in the before times, uh, when 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 we were allowed to go outside, um, we. We did a. We showed. We showed cactus in person. A cactus, in, not cactus. Uh, sorry, <laughs> That's that your was, previous game. Unpacking. <laughs> uh, we showed unpacking in uh, at uh, Avcon, which is down in, in Adelaide, South Australia. So um, another state. And um, uh, a uh, friend of mine came by with uh, his daughter. Yeah, Charlotte, seven years old. Yeah, and she she was very excited about the game. Um, and played it, I think, was it three times on the first day and then another three times on the, the second day. day. Yeah, they weren't even gonna, they weren't even planning to come the second day, but she really wanted she, to play the game again. So they came again and she played it another three times and we were just like so honored. Yeah. And, and like she always gave up her seat afterwards and like let other people play, but kind of just came back and lined up again a little bit later in the day. So it was kind of yeah. like just throughout the day. But the, after the, the sixth time she played through the same level, uh, she had some uh, game advice for Ren. Oh, yeah. She told us um, this, uh, this first level is a little too easy. Oh, oh yeah. After six times. Sure. <laughs> sure. Sure, kid. <laughs> focus testing there. But, uh, I, I mean, I mentioned at the beginning, like it, it, this thing, 
I was recently diagnosed with uh, OCD and ADHD as a, as an adult. And I could tell you right now that there is something about putting things away and moving things and putting them in, a, in, in some sort of order or mm-hmm. whatever. There's something about that that really does hit this little releases this chemical in your brain a little <laughs> bit that you wouldn't even need a story for, for something like you wouldn't need this, this cute uh, story of this girl that you're kind of following through her life. You are seeing her cute items or like having an actual right or wrong way of unpacking, just being able to do it. It hits that, that cerebellum in a, in a very special way. Um, when you were designing this, when you were designing I mean, is there a little bit of you in the gameplay as well? Not just the story, but also, like you said that you were inspired by actually physically unpacking, but was it because that was an enjoyable experience for you? Or was it because you wanted it to be enjoyable? So you wanted to prove that it could be? Like, like what what brought you to that gameplay? So I would say I I enjoy unpacking. Like, I don't, obviously I don't enjoy moving because that's stressful, but the actual unpacking... I, I find pretty fun. I like organizing things and I think unpacking like you getting to rediscover your things and recontextualize them in a new home. And especially when you're moving in with another person and you're like combining your things and you're like creating this new space that belongs to both of you is, is particularly fun and powerful and like kind of, uh, you know, emotionally loaded. Like it's, it's meaningful mm. and, yeah, but even beyond that, yeah, I think I probably have some like undiagnosed OCD or something. <laughs> uh, I I like organizing things. Um, when Tim uh, puts things on the table like askew, I straighten them. Like yeah. things like that. He always if makes. It's not a angle. right angle. It's a wrong angle. <laughs> I was going to say in, in the game, everything snaps to the grid, which is um, both mechanically a, a good idea because it means you can manage your space a little bit more easily. Um, and it also gives everything kind of, it, you know, it leans into the pixel art, uh, isometric aesthetic. Uh, but in real life, yeah, if I leave a book like a little bit kind of wonky <laughs> on the table, Ren will kind of look at it like she's bothered. It's <laughs> <laughs> like sticking out, out the edge. It's like, it's going to catch on something or it's going to fall. I get it. No, I get it. I get it. <laughs> that don't look right. It, it's like the part in the movie where you, your eyes focus on something and the camera zooms really into your eyeball and you like see the galaxy and then it zooms back in. You're like, no, 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 this needs to be, this needs to be straight. We need, we need to get this off the yes. table. Uh, no, I get it. So the gameplay is definitely like, I mean, I made this game cause I want to like, cause this is something that I would want to play. Right. I like making games that I would like to play. Um, and so, yeah, I'm definitely in the target audience, um, <laughs> for, you know, like being OCD and, uh, needing things to be organized and neat. It's, it's it also has an escape room kind of feel to it too. <laughs> like it, I mean, you know, I, I played a bunch of, I, I like to watch other people play escape rooms and like try and figure it out with them. I, I don't like to physically be in the driver's seat, but like, you know it almost has like a reverse escape room. You're trying to move into the room as opposed to leave the room. You're, you're setting up the traps for the, for the next section of your life. I love that. I haven't heard that one before. And that's a, that's a really cute comparison. Yeah. I mean, I think, cause one of the interesting things about escape rooms is you keep discovering new details and that's right. kind of what, right. like a good escape room tells a story um, often sometimes explicitly, but like, uh, 
they're always like throwing something new at you that you have to kind of like, oh, what does this mean? Oh, it's chess pieces. How do the chess pieces relate to the bookshelf or something? And um, there's there's definitely like we talked early on about the game having this kind of uh, voyeuristic kind of yeah. feel to it because you're always going through someone's possessions. There's something I think as humans we're just inherently interested in looking at other people's stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Like you know, kind of having a poke around and. Yeah, we do things. think of it as a bit as like you're playing detective and trying to figure out what's going on here. Who who is this person? What are they doing? What is this place? So we've also tried to make the environments interesting. Um, so I actually designed all these environments, um, which is funny because I'm a character artist, and then I made this game with no characters, and where I had to design 35 rooms. So uh, I feel extremely out of my element, but it was pretty fun. Meanwhile, I'm a I'm a 3D character animator, uh, programming a game with isometric 2D <laughs> pixel art yeah. and no characters. Yeah. So this is this is you know like I said before, um, we leaned into our strengths in that like this is pixel art and it's a story that we're familiar with, but we also are doing a lot of stuff that's that's really new to us um, at the same time. There's there's a lot of challenges here. Um, but what were we talking about the, oh yeah, the detective aspect and yeah, the environment. So uh, we did try to keep the environment interesting and varied and also like, yeah, very much an, an aspect of discovery, like in a, in an escape room. So like, um, we put grids, uh, where you can place stuff in a lot of places that you might not expect. Some people only notice some of them on an, on the second playthrough or even third. So like, uh, for example, a lot of people don't realize you can leave stuff on the windowsill. Um, and people in their first playthrough, sometimes it takes them a while to realize, oh, I can open this cupboard. Oh, there's a drawer here. Oh yeah, and we hide elements of the environment with the boxes. So like in the first room, you've got a pile of boxes that actually um, for the first like third of your unpack um, blocks the drawer in the desk. So you don't know that you have a desk drawer Mm. <laughs> until you finish unpacking that first box and you're like, oh, here's another space I can put stuff. That's very much on purpose. Yeah, I remember there was an aspect of like, you know, like the first time you get into like a, a new apartment or something and there's that, um, like even if you've inspected it and stuff and you've gone, okay, it's it's probably fine. But when you've moved in for the first time and you're kind of on your own, like that, that feeling of like exploring it and being like, okay, how deep is this cupboard back here? Wait, is this a cupboard or is it just painted on? Yeah. Like oh my God, I actually have a really good one for this. So <laughs> in my last apartment, um, before we moved in, they actually didn't let us see the bedrooms except for like one of them. Um, so, but, but we really needed to move urgently. So we're like, okay, it's fine. And um, we had a surprise in the master bedroom, which was my bedroom. Uh, where it turned out that the giant closet, like the middle of it was not a closet. It was a secret bathroom. Um, there was basically, yeah, like it, uh -huh. it was two closets. And then in the middle, what looked like a closet was an ensuite. And we didn't uh -huh. know it existed when we moved in. And even our real estate, I think like some of the people there weren't aware that there was an ensuite in the, in the apartment. It was so bizarre. Wow. That's a pleasant oh, surprise. I'm still yeah. stuck on this whole, you didn't see the room before you moved into it. Like that sounds, my brain is like broken thinking about that. Like here's the space, but you can't see this one room. It was like, oh, the, um, the <laughs> Why not? right now and uh -huh. you can't come in. Uh -huh. And it's like, that's weird, but it, it we sounds, like, it sounds like set up for like a pretty bad so, time. Yeah. 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 But yeah. it ended up being fine. Like the rooms were fine. 
the apartment was a bit crappy in general, but like, I don't know. I lived there six years or something. Yeah. It was okay. Yeah. That's, that's a fun reward because I feel like most folks would be like, you know, I can't see this one room or something. It, did someone get killed there? Or is it like, they have to tell you that Andy, well, at least in the States, room. <laughs> so I'll, I'll back out, but you took a chance and then you got secret bathroom. Bonus, bonus on suite. Yeah. Bonus on suite. You'll love to see it. Speaking about bonus, Andy, let's get a final question from you before we get into oh, our bonus round oh, here. Oh, thank you so much. The return I, of the bonus I, I, round. I do, I do have to ask. Mm-hmm. How did you nail Jeff Van Dyke as your, as your <laughs> because listen, Tim mentioned before about uh, a game was where a monster stalks you. How is that going to be fun? The guy that did alien isolation is so, working on your game. So yes. fun, fun, fun story about this. So, so <laughs> when I start, so when I, I started uh, witch beam with, um, with um, Sonaden, who's the other other founder, and we was working on our previous game, was the sole Android Cactus's connection game. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'd worked with Nat and Jeff at Sega Australia. Um, ah, worked, okay. So that's, that's kind of where we knew each other from. And when when me and Nat were working on our game early on, we we knew we needed to get someone to do our soundtrack and and uh, and work on the audio side of things. And so we actually reached out to Jeff to to kind of have a chat about um, what should we be looking for in a composer? Mm. You know, how do we how do we do this? We're, we're, we're small and we don't have much money. How are we going to like balance? How many tracks should we need for this action game and stuff like that? Because he's this you know, really experienced audio guy and, you know, he gave us some good advice and we're on good terms with him. And so as we're, we're showing him the game, we're talking about this stuff and he's kind of like, can I do it? <laughs> and Aww, I think like, so sweet. And we're like, we can't afford your rates under any <laughs> <laughs> And so we ended up, but he, he, was, he was really keen. So we ended up um, starting a company. It was the three of us. So, so Jeff is a, is a co-founder of Witchbeam. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, wow. One of the three, the three founders. Um, that's so neat. And, and, and funnily enough, we didn't take that for granted though. Uh, we went over to Sweden to work on this, 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 the, the, the original prototype for, for unpacking, unpacking. yeah. Um, and that's where it kind of went from this like weird hobby project to something where we're like, oh, actually, I think we should make this game. People seem to be into it. Yeah. We got back to Australia and we were going to hit up Jeff about like um, a few different options. And I think he just straight up was like, yeah, we were like, hey, would you want to work on this? And he's like, yeah, um, I think I think initially we kind of brought it up uh offhand like at a pub or something and he's like yeah i'm interested and we were like that's probably just the thing he's saying to be nice um and then you know we yeah we came back from sweden and asked again hey so are you still interested in working on this and he's like yeah so yeah we did it but yeah so it's it's been like obviously jeff is a super nice guy to work with and amazing mm. so so when we were on a uh, assault andrew cactus there's actually a point where he's like Hey guys, I need to take. Um, I'm going to be away for six weeks. I have to fly to England to to save alien isolation kind of thing and work on work on. Fair, like, uh, that is I fair. Guess, yeah, uh, I guess you can take a break from our from our indie game to go do that for a little bit. Uh, just make sure you're back soon, kind of thing. But, um, right. Wow, really that's like what star? You have a BAFTA award-winning composer mm-hmm. on your team. That's like such star power it's it's incredible i love it for real no we got real lucky yeah. and <laughs> so much to the game as well yeah but it's funny though because we we recently had another uh interesting like hire that happened 
similarly, we reached out to Victoria Tran to be like, hey, we need a, mm. a Oh, I, I've DM'd her a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> we were like, hey, we're looking for a community manager for unpacking. And like, do you have any advice? Because we, we'd like talked a couple times before and I knew that she liked the game. So I was like, do you know anyone who could help us with this? And she was kind of like, how about me? Um, <laughs> like, you're not too busy. She's like, well, you said you only needed like a day a week. And she, you know, checked in with with her workplace. And so she's she's doing uh, community right. strategy for us on That's unpacking. Awesome. Yeah, you guys are batting a thousand. That's the proper yeah. term, right, Stephen? <laughs> yes. You got. You got to like. Oh my god. You got to like feel like. <laughs> you got to like. You know, field out Miyamoto. Hey, 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 Shiggy. Like, uh, <laughs> what? Can I, can I can I put a mushroom in here? He's like, you know what? I'll I'll do it for you guys. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. You, you, whatever you're putting in people's drinks, keep doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sometimes sometimes being cheeky pays off. It's like... right. <laughs> listen. I I know the strategy. I have some people that do art for us for free. I get it. I get it. It's like, hey man, do you know anybody that could like? I, I I'm trying to design it myself. Here's my prototype. I'm like, hey, let me clean that up for you. Let me clean that up for you. I'll send that to you in a couple hours. And then you get this beautiful thing. You're like, oh man, you didn't have to do that. How much do I owe you? Nah, it's nah, it's all right. It's a passion oh, project. It's all right. I'm just trying to help you out, man. I'm like, oh, that's dope. Yeah. All right, guys. Yeah, we now. definitely pay all our dudes, but uh, <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, we've been really lucky, and our team is honestly amazing. Like, I, I love everyone on our team, um, and it, it's just been a pleasure to work with all of them. I'm going to be, like, sad when this is over because I won't be working with them anymore. Unpacking, um, too. That's how you get it. That's how you're roping mm -hmm. back in. Unpacking <laughs> again. Unpacking I again. I am kind of tired of working on unpacking. I'll be real. Like, I mean, it's still good and I'm still, I'm still enjoying it for now, but I'm like, it's what we started this project in February, 2018. So I'm, I'm ready to pack up unpacking, you know, unpacking 3d <laughs> VR VR <Yeah>. game. <laughs> yes. Come on now. Come on now. All right, guys. Now it is time to get into everybody's favorite segment here. And that is, our quick fire segment before we do folks if you like what you're listening to and you want us to meet more indie developers from all over the world we love to cover pax and we are trying to get into pax west we're trying to go over there for the very first time and if you want to help us out you could do two things number one go to patreon.com slash nds podcast just like our patreon producers colton the apprentice nestler fnh paul and vegas girl on fire who have been supporting us for months now and we cannot continue to grow without all of your support plenty of tiers plenty of ways you could support and another way andy we mm. are nominated mm. for some podcast awards my friend oh yes we are so yes we why, certainly why, are why don't you tell people about that so that they can help us uh get I, some eyeballs on I, it since the podcast awards I, you go and google that it'll bring right. it to the form we're up for uh a, a couple of uh awards here um is that correct right it's uh people's choice right. and for uh games and hobbies right so right now we're up against up. some heavy hitters here oh yeah we're up against some so, big ones all that support would help all the support like a, like a like a nice jock trophy. strap yeah. Can get us like a nice, a nice, a nice, nicely fitted bra, a custom fitted bra, right, brassiere, right. <laughs> as it were. That's what we need from you, folks. So go ahead and do that. Go to the podcast awards. Help us out. Uh, you sign up really quickly. It takes about two minutes, and then you could just look for us in those categories. There's a ton of categories. You don't have to vote in all of them, but in those two that we had mentioned, the People's Choice Award and Games and Hobbies, you can vote for us, and that would be fantastic. All right. 
Now it is time for <laughs> rapid fire. And I'm going to give you an easy one. I'm going to give mm. you an easy one. Or at least what I perceive to be conceive, perceive to be an easy one. Uh, but you, maybe you don't have a, an opinion one way or the other. Um, pineapple on pizza. Yes or no? Mm. Yes. No. This <laughs> mm. is the one food that Tim and I don't agree on. Mm-hmm. Stephen, there there are two of them here, so this makes this. <laughs> next oh, there'll, question, there'll be some fighting. Trust this me. This makes this next one one of my favorites, even okay. better, oh, even more favorite, favorite order. Okay, with two. I love it. All right, so I think we'll start with Ren. So Ren, you get a phone call. Oh yes, I love this. In the one. middle, in the middle of the night, and T- Tim is not home because Tim apparently has been arrested for committing a crime. What what crime did Tim commit? Oh, that's hard. <laughs> um, oh, what would you be arrested for, Tim? I I feel like maybe he would have. Um, I don't know. I, I I don't feel safe saying this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Tim, you get the same question. You got the phone call. What was Brand arrested for? <laughs> What it? Oh, what? What am I getting right? Yeah, yeah, for? yes. Climbed into a zoo exhibit. That's possible. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. That that came a little bit too fast. A good intention. <laughs> Is there some precedent there? <laughs> I don't think I've done that before. <laughs> I just really like petting animals, I get so it. it's possible. I get it. Uh, so, so with that being said, have you have you discovered something that you think Tim would be arrested for? Have, has it come to your mind? Mm, no. Last chance. Last uh, chance. I don't know. I was just, just thinking like you could probably hack into something or other. Oh, accidental hacking. Like right. take down a government. Sure. That's, that's oh weird. wow. Damn the government. Top man, of get him. Topple government, man. All right. Yeah. Would you rather have the power of flight or invisibility? Mm. We'll start with Ren. Flight. Yeah, when I was younger, I would have wanted invisibility because I would like have wanted to know things that people would, I don't know, say when I'm not in the room. And Talk now I'm shit. like, I don't want to yeah. know. I don't want to know. Uh-huh. Just like my anxiety is bad enough. I sure. do enough mind reading. Sure. Like I don't need to to Got know it. what people think. So fly it. Yeah, flying sounds awesome. Absolutely fly it. As long as I also have the power to stop. <laughs> that is fair. Stop. That is fair. <laughs> this isn't a genie situation. Like it's it, it's your ideal version of whatever the hell we're making you choose it's all good <laughs> andy hmm. so the fun question for two people as well so um let's say tim ren was asked to make you a sandwich with items that are currently in your refrigerator mm. and any item in that fridge mm-hmm. would you trust her to make you a tasty sandwich or one that would make you violently ill <laughs> Would she fuck with you on purpose? Because she had the chance to do so. Oh. <laughs> Me? Oh, I, 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 we trust in Thank you. To not poison me. She made opportunities and hasn't so far. Actually, it was pretty funny. Um, Tim had his uh, birthday not like that long ago, a couple months ago. And it was a big one. So I decided to throw him a surprise party. Aww. And I am like a super obvious person i'm really bad at keeping surprises and tim did not know tim did not 
And so Tim was like, afterwards, Tim was like, I think there's a pretty good like uh, chance that like if you tried to poison me, you would succeed. And I was like, <laughs> so oblivious. And I was like, it's a good thing I don't want to then. Not well. guarding that vector, all right? <laughs> so arrested for breaking into a zoo, poisoning. Poisoning, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we just said I would not quite, poison it. Trust quite me with quite the rap sheet. I don't know. <laughs> if she poisoned me with a sandwich. So. <laughs> it would probably be like an egg and mayo sandwich because we don't have a lot in the fridge right now. Okay. I need to do some shopping later today. Mm-hmm. Who in all of history... Would you like to have a beer with? Mm. Oh man, that's hard. Uh, I don't know. Jim Henson. Jim Henson. Jim Henson. Oh, Jim Henson's a good one. That is a very that good, a really one. good. Oh, I love that answer. It breaks my heart in a thousand different ways. Oh <laughs> my god. Uh, speaking about beers, what word best describes you when you've had a few too many beers? We'll start with Tim. Ooh. For one Tim. more is that what you said no 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 no. i said i said for tim it okay. would uh um fun uh, uh you're the fun guy everyone right. fun guy. Ooh, a fun drunk. tim is a very fun drunk everyone is like tim is really good to hang out with but drunk tim is even better to hang out with okay is what we've heard from friends so Tim's enabling i know like please don't turn my boyfriend into an alcoholic i'm i'm a little concerned but people do love drunk Tim because he's just like less inhibited and has really good stories. Did you say enabling Tim? Is that what you said before? Yes. That's what about drunk me? I don't really. Uh, do you get sleepy? I get sleepy. Do I? A little bit. Like I guess so. Maybe a little. I think he just called my you housemate. Mm-hmm. My, my former housemate would literally fall asleep after drinking so like we'd go to a party and eventually i'd find her like passed out on a couch ah, damn it one of those <laughs> like get a dragger yep. put her into an uber or whatever the hell yeah <laughs> not, not like not like rowdy and then fall asleep just kind of like gets sleepy and then mm, like, sure. lies like slowly down. not sure. off like, like into the background under yeah. a pile of coats yeah i know i know that feeling <laughs> what is something that you collected as a kid that you still have at least some of i'm, I'm glad you uh added that second part of the question because something you collected as a kid is like a lot of things for uh, everything me. I, yeah a hoarder um something that collects okay so i collect um things I, I collect you know the manga group uh clam they made like card capture sakura and Magic Knight Rare Earth and Tsubasa and all those. I collect their comics and specific um, figurines of, of their characters. And I started this collection in, uh, I think when I was like 14 and oh, I cool. still have it. Very yeah. Cool. <laughs> uh, I mean, I've got the, yeah, like I've got, I've got a bunch of comics still kind of hanging around and stuff, I think. Um, yeah, probably yeah. Um, I know I've got I've got my my little video game figurines hanging around. Mm. Uh, that's cool. And I would definitely yeah. say like collecting games. Like you've got games from all kinds of consoles and consoles from all kinds of ages. Uh, yeah, yeah. A small curated 
I've got my I've still got my Dreamcast selection. Hell yeah. I, I still have a few of those. I still have a few of those. Andy, mm. your question. What would you say is the most chill video game? Ooh. The most chill. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Probably Animal Crossing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, it was my chill out mm-hmm. game all of last year. That's good. Um, yeah. Now I'm playing uh, Cozy Grove to chill out with. Hell yeah. Mm. I got that on the backlog. That's that's, that's waiting for me. So damn it's chill. Lovely. What about you, Tim? What's I'm the chill game think, for you? Um, I, really love, I really love Flower. Um, Flower's oh, dope. Flower, yeah. Oh, wow. I've never been more game. confused about why I enjoyed something. I feel in my like life we're unpacking flower. our memories now. That's what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're unpacking. Right. <laughs> Good lord. All right. Uh what are we, uh, let's do a couple more let's here. Do let, a few more. Let's do let, a few more. All right. Uh I'll I'll do <laughs> let's see. I want to do one of our Oh, okay. Here we go. What is the dumbest way you've injured yourself? Uh, great question. <laughs> uh oh, I I have one my my most recent uh big injury. I guess the most recent time I had to go to hospital. I was trying to uh remove the pit from an avocado with a knife and uh, the avocado was not uh, quite ripe. And so it was clinging onto that pit really hard. And so I like pushed the knife in. I was like trying to kind of twist it and push it. And it just went through the uh, avocado and uh-huh. cut my my thumb like I got the, the meat spot here between my thumb meat. and my finger. Oh, I got the meat. Oh, boy. Yeah, it was really oh, bad. I, I, I know I all about all stuff. about the meat parts. And, Andy Andy cuts his <laughs> yeah. fucking hands all the time. He's Dude, I have I comes up mess. yesterday on my pinky. Yeah, you're oh, uh, you should not be allowed <laughs> to have knives, Andy. No, not around me at all. I mean I raised my hand once and got got it caught on a ceiling fan. Uh, a like a midnight uh, surgery that was open. Uh, it took three stitches. Um, apparently, it ricocheted off the bone. It was oh, good God Almighty! Like yeah. ouch! Yeah, and the best thing was, as the guy was, as the doctor was like stitch, uh, like sewing me up and kind of stopping the bleeding and thing, he was like, "This is the second fan injury we've had in tonight." <laughs> I, I when you I, I didn't know which story you were gonna tell if it was gonna be this or the finger. Oh, that was a bit wild. Well, that was a long time ago, but uh, it's pretty interesting. Bonus story? Do we have time for a bonus story? I, th- I think we should do a bonus story. Well, I think when I was what was it when I like I can like when I was four or three or six, yeah. something, I managed to uh, guillotine the top of my finger off in the door, um, and uh, my Why? parents had to take me to the to the uh the hospital while i was wearing a superman outfit or something i think was the that didn't quite work out it went down and they i guess not and uh to this day my one of my fingers has a little pinched in bit from where it was clearly bisected what guillotine (laughs) works Hang on, hang on one second. Can we, can oh, we the door. oh, the door, the door, yes. Let's yeah, just yeah, hold on like, one you know, second. Like, okay, there we go. Never you know, mind. You know those like gas compressors that slow the doors down? Yeah, yeah, didn't yeah. Work. yeah really Without hard. them, a, wood, no. a heavy wooden door has has a further speed. Well, just to, to piggyback off of what dumb things children do, uh, my brother <laughs> stuck a screwdriver in a light socket because he wanted to see a skeleton like in the cartoons. So kids just do stupid shit. That's what amazing. Can I, what can I tell you? What can I tell you? Uh, I was not born for that, by the way. It was before I was born, but I'm constantly told the story. Andy, why don't you hit it, uh, hit him up with our final question? Well, you know, 
I was gonna ask what would be oh. on the gag reel of your life, but we've already answered we, that. We've got that's that. Already, that's, that's, that's done. Past. <laughs> yeah. So I'll, we'll, I'll I'll ask this. It's a fun one. Um, would you rather have an exact clone of yourself or one million dollars? Ooh. Okay. A so clone? it depends what the clone can cash. do. Like, can I control the clone? Oh, well, <laughs> no, know, it's not a robot. I think it's more like a multiplicity thing going on. It's like right. it's just another you. Right. It thinks and acts like you. Hmm. So I want so what I want is like, you know, like in Naruto, how he does like the Kage Bunshin no Jutsu. Oh, that's what want a shadow want. clone. Gotcha. Yeah, I want shadow ah. clones. That's what I want. I want ah. shadow clones. That's a very so that I can get clone. a lot more done in the day because sure. I am a slave to capitalism, I guess. I'm taking I'm taking the million because I don't do not want to risk that. <laughs> I, I think another one of me running around is is ex excessively dangerous. Did That's I? Fair, it's, yeah. it's excessively I mean, I dangerous. I, I think it would be kind of a handful if I had another me running around. But if it's like a shadow clone situation, then mm -hmm. I'd be happy. Mm -hmm. That's that's fair. I mean, I feel like if you could if he collaborated well, that would be amazing. But like, imagine getting in an argument with yourself. I think it would kind nobody of be wins because it has all wins. your it has all your worst traits too. Right. Right. Yeah, is, yeah. I don't want to deal with that shit. And it knows all of your uh, worst secrets. It has mm. all the leverage on you. Yeah, I mean, oh be like, God. I can't believe that guy would think that. He must be an idiot. What does that say about me? It's just, <laughs> it's, just it, it's not something you want. It, it's a, yeah, you don't want to go down that path. Definitely don't want to go down that path. I, I, I would honestly, I think the, the most undervalued superpower of all time would have to be not needing to sleep. Like if you didn't have to That's sleep and you fair. could just repair your cells and just be like, I'm good with like mm -hmm. ju just like meditating or whatever the hell you have to do or like whatever i think that's like completely the most underrated superpower yes i would be extremely down for that yeah hell yeah mm -hmm. um all right so now it is time for the final question this is the ceremonial final question every single guest before you has answered said question it is a binary question there is one answer or another answer there is no third answer here there is a right and there is a wrong answer as well or is there or <laughs> is there that's the that that's up to you to determine. But are you really determining this? I don't know. Because maybe Jesus. it's non-determinable. Uh -huh. Maybe it is just so esoteric and omnipresent that a lot of build up. you will I'm just whipping out the thesaurus words at this point. All, I don't even know all, what they mean. All, I don't all think they the apply. SAT words are coming I'm getting, out the I'm getting them in there, okay? I, I got I got a seven hundred in English for a reason, you know what I mean? Word Here we go. Toilet paper. We got the, the new word of the day toilet paper. Here it is. It's very simple. A baby can answer this. As a matter of fact, babies have answered this. <laughs> and the question is, Andy or Steve? Oh, um, I'm sorry, Steve. I'm going to say yeah, Andy because yeah, for us, you're again. incorporeal. Like, I, I can't see you. Yeah, if it's the camera thing again, gets me every time. You know, I, fe I feel like they want me more but right. that's like the easy out like we love andy obviously but we gotta make mm -hmm. it feel like okay steven could have won possibly if you saw his damn face right which i right. think in i think would actually be a knock for you uh -huh. so there's that right. well tim didn't also, answer yet so he could feel bad for me and give me the half win here <laughs> well how about tim how about you pick steven and then yeah, like... you answer as one that's how it works what? <laughs> i'm kidding I'm what kidding. is this <laughs> <laughs> look, I, I, look I, I feel, I feel like, I feel like, uh, like, like, Ren, the, you, you, you've had the, we've had the whole, we've had the whole interview to have this, this 
this face bonding yeah. kind of moment. Right. No, yeah. I get it. I understand. The, I understand. It's just, a just, barrier. Just screw the guy that's hosting. You know, <laughs> screw him. He doesn't, he doesn't matter. It, it, I mean, I'd be screwed too if they didn't pick me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, your implied ability to control lightning was very impressive. That was so. terrifying. And then my mm-hmm. TV shut off because I need my TV to put my light on because it's powered through USB. So everything went out in the middle of the show. I was like, uh oh, did I just lose power? Oh, no, no, no. It's just my TV. My TV went to standby mode. It's all good. It's all good. But speaking of standby mode, everybody's standing by to find out where they could find unpacking. Mm, so why don't you uh, yeah. tell everybody where they could find it, where they could wish list, all that fun stuff. Yeah, so we, we, our website's uh, un, unpackinggame.com. Um, we're pretty easy to find at the moment. And uh, yeah, we're on Steam. We're taking you know, wish lists at the moment. Um, we, we're also going to, the game's also going to come out on the Switch, but we haven't got like um, stuff up for that yet. But um, And our Twitter account is probably where we post a lot of. Yeah, stuff. Unpacking a Life. That's Unpacking a Life. Unpacking uh, but we also life. have a mailing list and a Discord now. So we do, yeah. So yeah. we have a Discord. Ooh, Discord. Uh, you can find it through. I don't think we're actually linking it from our website. We probably oh, should. We should. Um, it's linked on our Twitter and on uh, Steam. Awesome. Yeah. And where could everybody find you guys? Where can they follow you as developers oh. and people? So I'm uh, at Renegade um, on Twitter, and. Uh, I'm uh, I'm ironic account on Twitter, um, so, so we're both under our names. Uh. <laughs> yeah, you can, if you just look up Tim Dawson or Ren Ryer, you will find us. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, if you want to follow us, ladies and gentlemen, this is the end of the show, and this is where I'm going to tell you where to follow us. I'm at Batchild27, and he is at Pants Guy, and our show is at dual underscore screens on twitter and at dual screens on instagram you could also join our facebook group facebook.com slash groups slash ds podcast and of course if you join our patreon for as little as one dollar you get into our discord which is where all the vips hang out including some developer guests so if you guys are on discord and you want to join up and talk to people about your game or about games in general and just hang out and be goofy please feel free to do so that is going to bring us to the end of the show. Thank you, Andy. Thank you, Ren. Thank you, Tim. Thank you, listeners. Thank you, viewers. This has been the Dual Screens Podcast. And as always, please be excellent to each other.